What's up, everybody? We have 10-ish minutes here with Mark to my left, and this is Jimmy actually bringing you a 10-minute talk. So I was so excited about this one and excited about our guest. This is Chris Urrutia, right? Mm, for that's, a little, yeah, for, see. Threw a little array in there. Simon, yeah. Uh, who Very is uh, one of the instructors down at Vortex Edge. If you've been wondering where I've been at, it's been primarily at Vortex Edge, getting all that stuff going. You should go check it out. Very much alive. Very much alive. Yep. Thank you very yep. much. But uh, yeah, Mark. Proof you, of life right here. Yeah. You brought up this idea for the topic, which is triggers and their shapes. Yes. Yes, curved versus flat. We've been triggered once again, Jim. No, I mean, right now we've got 10 minutes to answer one of life's greatest questions. Maybe. And I mean, I don't know if this is a chicken egg thing or what, but flat versus curved triggers, really. And it's not just. ARs, it's it's pistols, it's bolt guns. They're mm. really available, and sometimes it seems like it comes down to personal preference, but it does seem like there's some application-specific yeah. things in relation to it. And Chris pulls, or if you're an instructor, you'd probably say presses to the rear, a lot of triggers. So, Chris, um, we're going to talk real generally here. If anybody wants to hear more on anything specifically, because we got some pistols on the table, we got a rifle, a carbine on the table. Um, you know, this you see curved and flat triggers all over the place. So, so let us know if you want to dive further in on this uh, specifically sometime in the future. But, Chris, kind of talk to us about curved versus flat triggers across the board. You even have different preferences depending on the platform. Yep, absolutely. I started shooting and learned everything I know at the beginning on curved triggers. So I didn't know any different, right? Mm-hmm. When I first got my Mark 18 back in 2013, that's that's basically all I ran personally. And then every work gun, everything I've ever been issued had a curved trigger in it. Right, all the um, like USGI triggers and carbines and stuff, all curved. Right. So when I invested in my own upgrade for this rifle, I, I, I went with the Geisel SSAE. And like you mentioned, in carbines... I prefer curved triggers because that's just what I'm used to. And I'm and honestly, I've yet to find something in a flat profile mm-hmm. that is as good as this broken in beat up SSAE. So that's why I still have that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now on the pistol side, because it's uh, typically a, for me a longer trigger pull, I tend to prefer flat face triggers. I feel like it, it gives me more of a mechanical advantage to get through that trigger uh, break a lot cleanly. And yeah, that's that's just a pers- personal preference of mine. Okay, got yeah. it. So in that case, I guess the SS that AE that is a so single stage. No, it's right? it, it, it's a two two stage trigger. It's just it's the difference between this and a, like a typical SSA and a SSAE. Oh. It's it's enhanced, and it for me it just breaks a lot cleaner. Oh, okay. And it's got just it. honestly, it's one of the nicest triggers I've ever had on any one of my ARs. In yeah. fact, in fact. With the exception of like a Mark 12 build, I have that trigger in all of my ARs. Yeah. So now, when it comes to the curved shape of that on a carbine, so you're saying you you still get less overall travel on the trigger than in comparison to a pistol like the Glock that you use. So then, it, does that come into play? It sounds like a little bit. Yeah, and like I said, I've I've got I've got so much time and, and rounds on this thing that it's broken. It's broken in really nice. In fact, it it's, has very little pre-travel at all. Oh. You know okay. what I mean? But but when you come over here to the pistol side on something like a stock gen 5 let's say um it's a very nice trigger don't get me wrong mm-hmm. if you if you bought this and this is what you ran you know good on you it's a great trigger however i find it just a tad easier to gain a mechanical advantage depending on where i put my finger 
yeah. and and just get through that trigger pull a little more smooth, if if you will, especially yeah. when it, in terms of just shooting tight groups. Yeah. So the stock trigger on the on this Glock Gen Five is a curved trigger, right? But then you went aftermarket and put in a flat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially on something like my my competition gun, I just feel like for me this Timney flat face. Uh, breaks a little smoother. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm able to decide where I, I get to apply the pressure and, and get a cleaner, almost smoother break as opposed with the flat face trigger, which basically just the part that I'm, I've got my finger sitting on just sits a little further. So I've just, I'm getting more of a mechanical advantage on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What it about does, finding the trigger itself, a flat versus a curved, or, or at least finding where you want to be on the trigger. Is that easier? Like maybe you're trying, you know, you're doing like you're drawing your pistol or something like that. Is there a an advantage with a flat versus a curved or vice versa? I tend to think of it in terms of feel, right? So again, great trigger uh, from Glock. And in fact, there's, there's curvature in, in not just the shape, but also the profile of the trigger itself. Mm-hmm. So the Gen 4's are, are were rounded, had more of a rounded feel. So not only was it curved, but it was rounded, mm-hmm. right? Whereas like something like this is my work gun. I have this uh, Apex on here. It has a, a, a far larger and flatter profile. It's just it's sharper angles. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even with this Timmy, you can see that there's no curvature. It's just like almost a, a ninety degree. It goes. Uh, flat on the on the front surface, and then it just goes right into a ninety degree. There's no curvature there. Yeah. Um. For me, that allows me to just get a repeatable feel on where my f- my finger reacts and, mm-hmm. and and interacts with the trigger. So for me, it's just just about repeat repeatability and and knowing that once the gun's in my hand, this yeah. is where. Um. And y- you can see I've kind of got calluses everywhere, but <laughs> yeah. Um. I know where that trigger is going to go. Whereas with a curved trigger, I, I don't feel like you really have those reference points. Okay. Yeah, so it's I, not, I so yeah, yeah, it's consistent. Right. Exactly. So not not only do I prefer a flat shaped trigger, but I also e- even if it's curved, I still like to go with something that has a flatter profile, like like that. You see. There. Yeah. I mean, you can still see some rounding on there, mm-hmm. so you can get pretty consistent with it. But but something like that's completely rounded. Yeah. Even like even like this curved trigger, you see, it, it still has a flat face on it. Yeah. So. So as an instructor, how important is it for you that yourself and students that come through at Vortex Edge, how important is it to you that they have consistent placement of their trigger finger on the trigger every time? Why Why is it important that it's the same always? Uh, I think, let, let me back up. I think a lot of people will put a lot of emphasis on what this finger is doing. It's, it's very important, don't get me wrong. But in terms of like, if I'm, if I'm shooting a carbine, to me, and, and this is just my opinion, I think it matters more what your body's doing and how your shoulders relating to the gun because I have more of an ability to affect the shot with all of this mm-hmm. as opposed to just what this is doing, right? Okay. So, and, and now with, with, with handgun, it's a handgun. So if, if my focus is on what this is doing as opposed to what the other like 60 or so muscle groups involved in my grip are doing, then I, I'm, I've kind of got my focus in the wrong place, right? I, I, I like to think and, and run my pistols more of with, with, with hand focus and grip focus rather than really getting away with a, a lot of imperfections in my trigger pull, yeah. right? Is it important? Yes. In a, yeah. hi- in a hierarchy of things affecting the shot, maybe a little bit down the list. Right, exactly. For, for me personally, right. Um, I, I'm going to put more of an emphasis on, on, on what my support hand is doing versus just like ensuring that my, my trigger is sitting on this groove or on this point of my trigger finger every time I pull a trap, As, especially like when I'm doing something like USPSA, right? I just don't have the time to draw and ensure that I'm grabbing the trigger right before I break those first couple shots. It's it just, uh, 
cognitively I don't and if I if I invest that into an actual conscious thought then I'm doing everything else mm-hmm. wrong. Well, right? that's probably where maybe some of the different trigger shapes though can help because yep. if it has some level of importance it's not just completely, you know, like doesn't right. matter. If it has some level of importance and there's like a subconscious thing with feel that right. can get you there. Right. I'd have to imagine that helps. Whereas if yeah. you're just kind of throwing your finger onto a trigger where it's a little bit more vague and you can't quite exact, you know, it's. Yep. I think for me, if I, if I know what this gun should feel like in my hand and that I'm getting my trigger finger somewhat in the same place every single time, or at least in the general zip code, then I, I know I'm good to go. I can start mm-hmm. setting shots where the, the problem is if I don't have like a, a good, it, like say this trigger was rounded, Right. Then I, I have the ability to almost maybe to put too much trigger, understanding what that does, right? It's pulling my hand kind of out of alignment and where ideally I want my grip built, right? Almost like if you, you got your finger too deep, then it's, then it's the, physically like moving. Torque. Right, exactly. So uh, whereas if I have too little grip, then that then that's doing something else to my hand, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, and um, to me, it's about just the, the, the first reference point is my hand, just making sure my hand's set on the gun properly. And then once that's built, just a result, and one of the, the cool features of having a flat face trigger is that you have a bigger reference point to just match your finger to, mm-hmm. and now I can now I know that I'm good to go. I know that physically I, I have less ability to throw shots down yeah. range, and that's why on pistols at least I prefer the flat. So it seems to me an awful lot like before you start agonizing over which shape trigger you have, you should really make sure that your body, your hands, and everything else is doing the right stuff and almost... Almost the rest of it, as far as where the trigger finger is and what it's doing, will kind of start to fall into place. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, especially what you were describing there, I mean, it made total sense. If your trigger finger is too far in, then your wrist is kind of coming around the gun. Whereas right. if your trigger finger is too far out, it's going to kind of force your. Right. That's probably indica- indicative that your wrist is kind of, you know, not right. in the right spot either. But it all just should naturally sort of fall into place. Right. If I, if I have a student who's shooting lights out in the prone, right? There's very little possibility for this finger to affect a, a, a prone shot unless mm-hmm. like you're, you're doing something else. Now, mm-hmm. if I stand that same student up and they're throwing everything low, low left with a rifle, then I'm like, let me take your magazine. You know, I'm going to empty your chamber. Now shoot the gun. And then inevitably you, you'll see the flinch that really doesn't start with the trigger finger. It starts with everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So before, like you said, before you agonize on which trigger, do I go flat? Do I go? Just make sure that on a very fundamental level that you're understanding what your body is doing and what you require of your body to start aim, landing good shots. And then you can start getting into, well, how much trigger pull do I, do I need? What kind of profile trigger should I get into? And, and then all that stuff. It, mm-hmm. It's like it's like folks that pick one gun versus another because it feels a certain way. Well, make sure you're holding it right before you make that kind of a decision. It's the same thing. Before, yeah. you, before you start adjusting trigger pulls and, 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 and thinking about types of trigger, make sure you're physically doing good things we talk about so many things here jim and uh and they're all great topics but so many times it circles back to fundamentals and mechanics <laughs> mm-hmm. all things that you can learn over at vortex Edge. it's true Absolutely. it's true i mean how much of what we talk about is even i mean this is a little bit off topic but we talk so much about like accuracy and optics and rifle scopes and sighting things in properly making sure you have a properly sighted in rifle and, and hanging out with these guys more at vortex edge i've realized that more often than not there's a lot of people out there making adjustments to gear in order to fix something that actually was never broken. It was actually something that they were doing. 
And it's really hard to tell somebody that because it can oftentimes be like a, uh, I mean, how hard is it to just usually go up to somebody? I mean, unless you're from maybe like New York, right, Chris? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know, about, you go man. up to somebody and just say, hey, you're wrong. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you yeah, know, there's, it's, it's not me, it's you. Right. Yeah. Like, how many people, Chris, you know that are adjusting their scopes up and to the right because they keep shooting low and left? Right. And right. actually, the gun was sighted in and mm-hmm. the scope was sighted in. It was them pushing right. stuff like low and left. Yeah. So um, time, yeah. And so same thing goes. same thing goes for the trigger, I think. I see it a lot of times. People are like, well, I'm not shooting right because of this trigger. Oh, man, it's the trigger. It's the trigger. And well, there's, there might be some other stuff there. Might be some more of them. Again, the, the visualization I give people that I, I teach is it takes about a little over six muscle groups to do this. It takes about 60 to hold something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So in terms of a tug of war, who's really in control there? So mm-hmm. if I can get you to do things physically with your hands and – and in the case with the carbine, with your upper body and your shoulder, then you're going to be in a better place to, to make a more informed decision, I think, on a trigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the carbine, you know, it's like you definitely prefer the curved, right? Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what you, you're more familiar with it. Like, so you just like things that you're more yep. familiar with. Are there arguments in, in the plus or minus category about what, I guess, the pros and cons of each? Yeah, I think uh, I've, I've seen the arguments being made for, again, the reset and having mechanical advantage physically over the fulcrum point on a trigger being f- flat versus running something that's curved. Um, and that's just, that just goes back to the positioning of where the material are and how you're interacting with it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, that's on a, on a trigger by trigger basis, like on, on this LaRue fi- flat faced, I mean, mm-hmm. you can see like just where it's built onto the trigger body. It's going to be a little different than where it is on the Geisel on, on a, on a flat faced trigger. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, 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 you can literally go either way. I know guys that run these at a very, I mean, some of our instructors down there run these at a very, very high level. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, I've, I've been running this so long, and this is this has been broken in so much that you can't convince me that oh, there's it's all, a... It's right. polished itself. Right, exactly. So, it's, it's kind of taking care of itself at this point. So I'm going to ask about yeah. a properly broken trigger. I'm wearing a real broken pair of shoes right now, Jim. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, and, and a set of jeans. Those look nice. Oh, broken. yes, exactly. Very comfortable. But I'm going to back up, mm-hmm. and, and maybe this is, maybe there's something here across the board. Maybe there's nothing here across the board. Is there, does a flat versus curved create or reduce overall space in the, I guess, the trigger the trigger well or trigger guard? Like, Maybe, uh, oh, I, I wear gloves all the time. Or, or maybe, yep, it's likely I'm going to be in some colder c- conditions and I want to wear uh, a heavier glove. Will one give or take away more space in there? I've seen it physically to where, like, this stock Glock trigger can sit a little further forward in the trigger guard. Whereas you can see the amount of clearance I have with this Timney and with this Apex. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a more. little more there, right? So and and I and I've definitely heard people make that argument where you just have a little more room maybe they're available to you if you're wearing something thicker like a glove. Okay. Especially like in, in Wisconsin here, you know, where it's like eight degrees out right now. Mm-hmm. A little, if, uh, yeah, it was yeah. A little it'll be sixty in a couple of days, but then it'll be back. <laughs> oh to yeah, but that's again. neither yeah. here nor there, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah, I, I've seen that argument being made. I mean, I, I still, I still run what I run, understanding that you know, in my in my carbines, I expect to have the rounded feel, and then I got flatter triggers on mm-hmm. my pistols. Cool. So I know this is more of a versus, you know, A or B, but you've brought it up a couple times. So like what, define a properly or just an awesomely broken trigger for me. Like you're obviously like really, really digging this trigger right now and for a long time. So yep. what's going on there? When I first got it, 
I liked it. It was it was great. But when I take this same SSAE and compare it to others, like new out the box, you can there's a there's a noticeable difference. Mm. Um, I think it's just in how the uh, the sear and the parts internally are are, are kind of interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Like those surfaces mm-hmm. have probably started to wear themselves out to where there's I have to apply less pressure to the trigger to get that disengagement. Right? They're kind of like you know when you first get married and there's all that friction because you're sort of like ah man I didn't realize you know you folded your socks that way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and then it's after a, a while, analogy, you kind of yeah. just work these things out to the point where, you know, you just don't have as many of these arguments. Yep, you get the, the parts are getting along better. They are. They've been yeah, living yeah. together for a long enough period of time. They've sort of settled yeah. their differences. They get each other. Yeah, they right. do. Whereas, you know, in some of these newer triggers, there's, there's, there's the feeling It's like out an process. arranged marriage of parts. <laughs> right, right. It's like, we don't know if you're going to get along, but... <laughs> but here you go. Yeah. Yeah, here you go, yeah. Well, well, I, know, I can't I'm, speak for... A, I can't speak for... Uh, Geisley, or as Chris says, Geisel. Who knows what it actually is? Uh, I can't speak for them. Maybe they do precision match them, but you know. Um, I'm just glad you didn't have to divorce your trigger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be messy. Uh, I need a good lawyer for that. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so okay, that's a little bit of a rundown. You know, we've we've taken up a good amount of this 10 minute talk speaking about that. But uh, we'd love to hear out there what triggers you guys prefer if you're listening drop us a comment either on instagram or on youtube if you're watching there uh, what kind of triggers do you prefer and where also was there why? anything we yeah why why was there anything we missed in talking about uh, triggers and their various shapes that you'd like us to go into further maybe we can talk about this more with some more edge instructors chris is one of six so at least at the time of this recording <laughs> um i'm not implying anything it? by the way yeah. our six instructors you know I plan to have six. For, but, All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not less. Yeah, it's not a pink slip. Did it just get on here? Surprise. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, cool. Flat or curved? Let us know. All right. Thanks, Bye, everybody. Guys.